So here we go. You better buckle up, Buttercup. And a whole new attitude to your afternoon. I want to know what's going on, and I want to know right now. You know, two dudes talking sports. And you two will be awesome. Live from News Talk 1480 WHBC. It's a household name. Who the hell are you? It's the Kenny and JT Show. Have a great show. Welcome to the final day if you're going to order anything online and want it delivered before Christmas, because by my count, oh. Kenny... There's about oh. 12 and a half shopping days left if you still count today till the holiday. And good afternoon and welcome to the Kenny and JT Show. 37 degrees right here at the corner of 6th and Market, beautiful downtown Canton. Look at you with a public service announcement for brother, our listeners today listen about to the, the holiday shopping. Listen to me. My brother would be so happy to hear me giving some statistics. He's a <laughs> statistics major at Bowling Green State University. That's where he got his master's degree. Oh, I didn't know he got his master's at B. He's an Isaac oh, yeah. Zumba as well. Dude, he wow. was in the Men of Bowling Green calendar. You think he was just a calendar guy? <laughs> Wait a second. They have not that, not Kenny, that he was in it, but they have a Men of Bowling Kenny, Green calendar. It's a rare combination, kid, of smarts yeah. and handsome looks back then. <laughs> full head of hair, too. Back in the day. Back in the day. Mark we all Miller was never in that hair. magazine. <laughs> calendar whatever it was what are you screaming yeah, okay. for women scream for nick turk you're right <laughs> a rare combination i say a very rare That's combination right. of the two my goodness well good for nick turk learning something new hey, about nick turk here today if i'm nothing i'm not full of statistics you want more give me more statistics yeah, today this? please what All do right. you got my what last you, count, on me my last count i've got uh, at least nine players of the cleveland browns that have been lost for the season. Let's just start right here. Today's okay. news, we found out that uh, Grant Delpit is gone for the season. He's on IR. Seems like it. Seems now, like here's it. What I, here's what I heard. Yeah, He's gone for the regular season for sure. Right. Because there's four left, he could come yep. back if the groin surgery heals yeah. for the playoffs. Okay, I'm counting him as gone. Deshaun okay. Watson, Nick Chubb, <laughs> Jack Conklin, Dewan Jones, Maurice Hurst, Jed Wills, Grant Delpit, Rodney McLeod, yeah. Obo Onkaranquo, and this does not include the likes of Jakeem Grant or Jacob Phillips. I went in and I was like, my goodness, what is the record for teams that have lost the most players in NFL history? The only thing I could come up with was the what? 2021 Tennessee Titans. They had 86 players used on their entire roster that season. Now, wow. if you want to subscribe to the theory of next man up, I don't know that you can. I mean, at some point in time, when you're the leader defensively in the league, at some point in time this season, when you lose that many key defenders, just a matter yeah. of time, so it's going to come back and it's going to bite you in the rear end, I think. 16 on IR that year in 2021 for the wow. Titans. The Broncos last year had 14 players on last year. Now, what does that have in common? I don't know about the Titans, but I know the Broncos stunk last year. The Browns, in consideration for a playoff spot, can they hold on? Obo Okoronkwo. This one, I knew nothing about it till today. And Stefanski's holding out, holding out hope for him as well, like he is with Delpit maybe for the postseason. Mm -hmm. But if it's a torn peck, yeah. dude's done, right? I think. I mean, if that's the case, he's done, and he's been a nice addition Mm -hmm. to that defensive line. So you're taking away Maurice Hurst mm -hmm. and Obo Okerwanko, uh, at least for the regular season, for sure, right? Yeah. You've got a banged-up Miles Garrett yep. 
And uh, you know what? Uh, uh, Grant Delpit, who I was in right. my MVP voting for the team, those are some key yeah. members of that defense. And that list didn't even include Denzel Ward. We still don't know if he's playing on Sunday. Yeah, well, I mean, it just it, doesn't end, Kenny. I mean, any given moment, you can look online, you can Google it, you can go to X, whatever you want, and it seems like they just keep going down like dominoes. It is amazing how many, and not just like um, role players, right, JT? These are right? starters. These are, or if they're not starters, they're main contributors mm-hmm. in a rotation, and yet somehow, some way. Eight and five with four games left to play, and Joe Flacco's your quarterback. This is one of the reasons why, when you look at it, we've been nobody's been tougher on the head coach than we have, Kevin Stefanski. If right. rightfully so at given times, because we expect in this day and age in the media, we expect to hear everything that we want to hear. And we want right. to hear the answers to questions that we ask. But again, he's got to play it close to the vest because at the end of the day, if this team makes it into the playoffs with that many guys on the injured reserve list, or injured for that matter, he's got to be in contention for coach of the year, in my opinion. I mean, he won with four different starting quarterbacks. I can't tell you the last time that happened. If he qualifies as the top wildcard team in the AFC, he will get consideration for coach of the year, no doubt in my mind. Think about this, too. Think of the teams that he's beaten. Two of the top teams that we think could be in contention for a Super Bowl bid this year are the Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers. Sure, you split with the Ravens, but you beat them, and you beat the 49ers. That's You know what? Now that you say that, I'm going to one of my betting apps right now. That could be your Super Bowl this year. Baltimore and San Francisco, right? I mean, there's a legitimate chance. I think they're the favorites right now. If the Ravens hold on to home field advantage, Mm -hmm. which is huge, same with San Fran, that those two could end up meeting for the Super Bowl championship Now, you're taking me down another road. If we want to consider who might be in contention to play in the Super Bowl this year, let's throw in the Dallas Cowboys. They're hot right now. And let's remember, we want to be on a roll when we get towards the playoffs or into the playoffs. But I'm talking about Kevin Stefanski being coach of the year. If this team ends up plus 500... It's going to be amazing considering all the injuries. If he goes 11 and 6 and they're oh. the number 5 seed oh. and finish right behind Baltimore, he is going he wanted his first year, right? He's going to be in serious consideration this year. I think so. And here's another thing too. I mean, no game is you can't pencil in any game as a winner. I mean, if we would have looked at last weekend's game with the Browns, we probably would have both agreed Jacksonville probably comes into town and beats you, don't you think? Whether that quarterback was 100% or not, it just seems as though it's setting up as one of those games with all these injuries that the Browns could probably lose. We didn't know what to expect from Joe Flacco. Heck, it's only been two games. Now we expect him to really take off. But when the Bears come to town, they've won, I believe, three of their last four games. And you consider a team that they're going to end up with two top five picks, I think. I think they get Carolina's pick in the draft. Uh, you okay. want to go to that Tankathon webpage, you'll know what I'm talking about. And I don't think when you've got a coach on the bubble like Eberflus with the Bears, anybody's trying to tank anything. If anything, they want to come to Cleveland and ruin your chances to make the postseason or at least be a thorn in your side and make it more difficult for you. This Bears team, for whatever reason, in the NFC, it's a wild card. You don't know who's going to show up. They have a great running attack. They've got a great receiver that scores like crazy every week seems like 
They beat your Lions last week, 28-13. Dude, they they should have beat them twice. They should have beat the Lions twice in the last month. Yeah, you're you're right. They lost 31-26 and then came back and beat them 28-13. And now they've got the... See, I look at them, though, and, and one of the things that has jumped out to me throughout the entire season for every team Mm -hmm. is inconsistency, right? Mm -hmm. You just don't know from week to week which team, whether it's the 49ers, who lost three in a row, Mm -hmm. the Philadelphia Eagles, who've lost two in a row, the Cleveland Browns, who can't win on the road for a while. There there seems to be inconsistencies with every team in, in various ways, shapes, or form, and that's why I told you as I was looking at my betting app before the show started, I'm like, I, I don't know who to pick this week in any of the well, games on the money line. I don't know who started this way back when. I don't know if it was Goodell or who was the, uh, who was the guy before Goodell. Tagliabue. Tagliabue was a commissioner before. Uh, yeah. We've always heard that they wanted parity in the NFL. Well, guess what? You got it. And maybe it's a matter of a team going on the road because if this Chicago team was at home, you probably this would probably be a pick them. But I'm telling you, they played well in Detroit when they played yeah. against the Lions. And this last game, they were at home. But before then, they lost like a 14-point lead down the stretch with like five minutes to go. They had the Lions on the ropes. Now, if you don't believe in the Detroit Lions, that's on you. And I can it's hard not to agree with that because we've seen the past repeat itself. What if the past repeats itself and the Browns start playing like that again? Because I've told you how many times. Same team, different colored uniforms, haven't I? Yeah, yeah. Do you believe in past results for teams or individual players as a indicator for an upcoming game or not? Because Joe mm-hmm. Flacco, I saw a stat somewhere. I, I believe Flacco is either one in three or one in four lifetime against the Chicago Bears. Against the Browns, he owned the Browns, just like Roethlisberger did, right? So you say, well, that you know, uh, you know, there's something to that. Well, he's got a losing record for whatever reason against the Chicago Bears. Do, do you buy into that some guys, for whatever reason, just don't play well against certain teams? Or no, this is 2023, completely different year. Forget about the past. To a man, the answer is no. To a team, I would say absolutely, because we know the Browns usually go in reverse about this time of year. Joe Flacco's a wild card. You don't know what to expect. He's only been here a month. He's only started two games. It is such a wild card. If you want to put your money out there, and they, what do they talk? What, what's the saying? A fool and his money are quickly yeah. parted or whatever that is. I know I get that wrong all the time. But my point being, if you're going to put your hard-earned money up and try to make a wager on a team like this against a really formidable foe in the Chicago Bears, let's face it, it's not a one in five team any longer. Neither is the Denver Broncos. When you went out to Denver, I told you, man, this is historically speaking on a team, a place that we don't play well at as a team. Now, as a guy going up against a team that maybe gave him fits in the Chicago Bears, let's remember one of two things. Joe Flacco's played in the AFC his entire career, as far as I know. Yeah. How often did he play the Bears? Probably not that many times. True, a smaller sample. So I, I take that number, I throw it out the window. I, and right. you know what, you could also maybe look at it the same way as the Browns going out to Denver. But we know the fact is, we don't play them every year, but when we do go out there, we usually don't fare well. Exactly. 
So that, that's why I just don't know what to – I look for trends, right? I look for common denominators in, in talking or breaking down a game on well, the radio, and now that gambling's legal in Ohio and at Bushwood Country Club, I, I try and use that same information for me as I'm trying to make a wager. you got to remember, though, if, if the history repeats itself, let's remember the main history with the Cleveland Browns. How many playoffs in the last 20 years? How many playoffs since they've been back? Two? One? Two, I, you yeah. shouldn't have to remember stuff like that. You should be good on a regular basis. Justin Fields threw for 223 yards and a touchdown and ran for 58 yards and another touchdown last week against Detroit. DJ Moore is the receiver you're talking about, right? Seems to score every mm-hmm. week. He had one on the ground, right. one in the air for them last right. year, or last week. So, uh, again, I mean, uh, the the Bears inconsistent as inconsistent can be but they're getting consistent overall but they're getting better the commit the tight end is really good their running game is really good you've got a quarterback that's probably playing for his nfl life right now because if the bears do end up with the number one overall pick you think they're not going after caleb williams probably i mean this dude's got to be playing for his career doesn't he uh what's it going to be the next marcus mariota and be a backup somewhere or does he want to be a starter maybe get a second chance like a baker mayfield he right now this year his quarterback rating is the highest it's been in his career so he's playing much better football taking better care of the football only nine starts because of injuries, mm-hmm. right, this year with Justin Fields. 13 touches, six interceptions, two-to-one ratio. That's good. But he gets sacked a crap ton of times. What did they sack him the last time? Was it oh, last year or the year so. before? It was, like was it like eight five, or nine times? Six, oh, something no. like that. It was it was closer to ten. Was it? Sacks against Justin Fields the last time the Browns played him. Oh, yeah, I think I just uh, remember by their, himself. Their you know offensive what? line was horrible. By himself, I think Miles Garrett had four sacks in that game alone uh, against Justin Fields and the Bears. So, again, I, I wonder, you know, on the road, okay, yeah, they're better, but they're still the Bears, and they're still one of the worst teams in the league. And even with uh, Okorunkwo out, Maurice Hurst out, uh, Grant Delpit out. Hopefully you get Denzel Ward back so he can at least match up with, with DJ Moore and, and company. You would think they'd find a way to, you know, get one point better than the Chicago Bears. That that's oh. my thinking. I, I I don't see anyone really being lousy right now. Yeah, you've got teams. They're still mathematically still alive for a playoff. Believe it or not, the Bears are. But the thing is this: it's a dangerous team when you get down to four games remaining, and nothing's a guarantee. Like we said, how do you yeah. take a team that's playing for their their NFL lives in some sort of manner? And just discount them as saying, okay, well, the Browns are a three-point favorite. They should take care of business. Look, I look at it this way. If you're going to be a contender, you have to beat the Bears this week. Yeah, you do. You, you really do. And the last time the Bears came to Cleveland, JT, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. September 26, 2021. So two seasons ago, Browns beat the Bears 26-6. to Held them without a touchdown. Um, in the game, two field goals for Chicago, and they sacked Justin Fields nine times wow. for 67 yards loss. However, the Bears sacked the Browns quarterback, <laughs> who was Baker Mayfield at the time, five times. So there were 14 sacks Jeez. in that game the last time uh, these two teams played. Hmm. Uh, so, the, you know, you just, I, I got to believe the Browns win this game, right? 
I mean, it is a must-win for them if they want to hold on to their yeah. their wild card standing as the top wild card team. And you've got a home game where you're a much better team. You're night and day at home mm-hmm. than you are from the road. What are you six and one at home? Right, right. going into two home games okay. left in the season. You got to win this game. Well, you got to win it. But you you look at the roster and you just go, how? I mean, we've seen this team able to beat teams like Jacksonville. I mean, Jacksonville you would consider is probably better. Right than the Chicago Bears. But you lost more players on this defense. The strength of the team has been the defense, but Flacco threw for 311 yards and a couple of touchdowns last week. It's time for the offense to answer the bell. And it's time to just put up more points than your opponent. Sounds kind of trivial, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, The offense needs to be more consistent Mm -hmm. because I think the defense isn't going to be as dominant as they were early in the year because of all the injuries. So we were talking about this yesterday, and we talked about how the Cleveland teams all have something similar, all been dinged up. Guardians last year lose their entire rotation for the most part. Cavaliers been banged up all season long. Browns, we know they're banged up. And you talk about a team that should win something. It reminds you of last night. The Cavaliers go into Boston. They're getting 11, 11 and a half, wherever you found it. It was double digits on the road. We expected the Cavaliers to get beat. They had a chance to win that game. They were up 15 points early, which we know means nothing in the NBA. They right. shot much better than they did the night before. They w- they had something, I believe, to prove to themselves that they could hang with a team. But my point is this. A team like Boston that's supposed to win at home, guard home court advantage, or the Browns guard home field advantage, got the job done. The Browns need to play like the Celtics played last night. Put that team away. Yeah, just win, right? Doesn't matter by how just many. Forget win. the spread. Just win the game. Uh, put it in the W column and move on, especially in the NFL when there's only 17 of them versus the Get NBA you. where you have 82 Get chances. you doing like a little Al Davis there. Just win, baby. That's it. Just win. At this point in the season with four games left, you go two and two, you make the playoffs. My opinion. Well, you get to 10 wins, you're making the – you get to 11 wins, you're guaranteed right. a playoffs spot. You get to 10, more than likely you have a You know a what else, Kenny? Spot. Isn't it time to be respected in the league? Isn't it time to say, okay – you're not coming into our stadium and throwing those terrible towels all over the place. Right. We're, you're going to come into town, and whether or not we still believe in the dog pound, and let's face it, man, kids are having fun up there now. And that's what winning does, right? You want to call yourself the dog pound, so be it. Play like dogs. Let's play like a pack of wild dogs. Who was it? Who, who said it? Who said that? Who was it? Let's, who did say that? I was it LT? Not howling dogs. A pack of what? There you go. Was it LT? Is it LT that said it? Somebody from the Giants. Yeah, I think it was LT. Because he was a little bit uh, probably um, uh, inebriated in some way, (laughs) shape, or form when he said that. He he was a little affected by uh, some substances or whatever. LT played for the Giants. You think he had the same manager? You think he had that same agent that uh, Danny uh, DeVito's got? Tommy? Danny DeVito. Yeah, Tommy. Uh, Cutlets? Kid. We we had kid dynamite. They got kid kid cutlets over there. Love in, that uh, kid, in New York kid cutlet. He's there you awesome. go. Yeah. So um, we'll, we'll see. Um, we're going to hear from Stefanski a little later in the show, as well as Joe Flacco, uh, who has been named the starting quarterback for the rest of the season for the uh, Browns. But here's the here's the good thing. All right, these are all positive things we're talking about with the Browns, right? We're talking about hey, what are um. Stefanski, what a great job he's done. Flacco, what a great find to keep them yeah. in, you know, the, the playoff race. 
In the Steel City, it's the exact opposite that's being talked about. A team that, uh, you know, for so many years uh, was the uh, next to the Patriots. Uh, it's the blueprint uh, of a franchise that you want to be just like until now where a retired quarterback is saying what I've been saying about this team for the last how many years with mm. Tomlin as uh, his head coach letting it slip away. Ben Roethlisberger calling out Mike Tomlin and the entire Steelers organization because he thinks it's going in the opposite direction. Mm. Brian, go ahead, roll that. Maybe the, the, the tradition of the Pittsburgh Steelers is, 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 is done. Maybe it needs to be formed a new kind of way. I don't know. Like, who's, who's grabbing someone by the face mask and being like, uh-uh? Yeah, that's not no. That's not, not what, we're what we do. It's not yeah. what we do. Um, is that happening? And you that's enough, Brian, right but, there. Okay, right. that's all I need. That's mm-hmm. Roethlisberger calling out a well, team. So look at it from this standpoint. Mm-hmm. If you're a Browns fan, you're moving in the right direction. It looks like, whereas one of your rivals is moving in the opposite direction. I look that's at, a positive. I look at it this way as a Browns fan. This is the first time that I can recall the Pittsburgh Steelers really having to face adversity and having a losing team. And we're talking about, you know, Browns fans saying, oh, why would you want to get rid of a coach that's 500 or above? Okay, I understand your argument. We want to play for championships, and that's fine. But I will say this. I'm starting to come around to your way of thinking, and the reason is simple. If Bill Belichick, and it came out yesterday, may not be brought back to coach the New England Patriots, if they're going to separate themselves from – Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick and all the great things they did at New England. If that dude gets fired or decides to step down, then anybody is fair game. And I don't blame them if they want to move on from a Mike Tomlin. And the reason is simple. Maybe it is time for a change. Maybe it was a time for Tito to leave the Cleveland Guardians. Right. Maybe it is time for a youth movement. And things change. Why? Because we've got parity in all these leagues, and it's time to look at it in a different light. And maybe it's time to maybe you do move on and try a different, dare I say it, uniform. Do we tweak that uniform a little bit? I'm serious. Hey, look, they've done it, haven't they? They played in all black uniforms last week. They've done that stupid (laughs) bumblebee outfit. Maybe it's time to... Try to keep up with the Joneses the and The uniform save. has nothing to do with the way they play. It's all about the well, coaches, the front office, You contradict and the yourself. You say it all the time. The better you look, the better you feel. No. What I said was that's what our high school coach told oh. us, and we didn't believe that crap. Look. You look good, you feel good, you play good. Horse crap. If we're not as good Horse as them, they're going to kick our ass. All I'm saying is maybe it is time for a change. We get away from certain things. I mean, we've seen the Browns change their uniforms and tweak it a couple of times, and at times we see these guys. Look how excited they were, Kenny, when they went to the uh, dude wipes all white uniform. Those guys were excited. The fans went nuts. Maybe that helps, too. Uh, I, I'm of hey, the belief it's the players. I understand that, and of course I'm being a bit facetious at times, but if the fan base wants to rally around Renegade by sticks, why not tweak the uniform? Well, that's the reason you wouldn't tweak it, because they want to stay with the old song of Renegade instead of implementing a new song. Why would you want to implement new uniforms if you're uh, stuck in the 70s? How many times have you said that about Steeler fans? They're stuck in the 70s, right? All all I'm saying is sometimes change can be good, whether it's a coaching staff, maybe it's your look, maybe it's something else that gets your players excited to be there. All right, well, what what about the Cavaliers? What type of change would be good for them as they lost last night to the Celtics? 
That's two in a row now. Don't don't play the next game in Boston. There's a change. Well, we're going to talk all about that and much more uh, as Sam Amico from HoopsWire.com joins us next on the Kenny and JT Show. It's Kenny and JT on WHBC.